the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Thursday, June the 10th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today on June 10, 1963, President John F. Kennedy signed into law the Equal Pay Act of 1963. was aimed at eliminating wage disparities based on gender. Today in 1692, the first execution resulting from the Salem Witch Trials in Massachusetts took place. Bridget Bishop was hanged. They decided she was a witch. Today in 1776, the Continental Congress appointed a committee to write what they called a Declaration of Independence. As we know, they wrote a very good Declaration of Independence. Today in 1922, singer and actor Judy Garland, she was born. You know what her real name was? Maybe you don't care, but it's interesting. Judy Garland, her real name was Frances Ethel Gum. That probably would not have been a marketable name in Hollywood, but nonetheless, that was her real name. Today in 1925, Tennessee adopted a new biology textbook for all their public schools. It denied the theory of evolution, suggesting that creationism was true. That, of course, was challenged. There were some famous court cases that came out of that, as you probably know. Today, in 1935, Alcoholics Anonymous was founded in Akron, Ohio. Today, in 1967, six days of war in the Middle East involving Israel, Syria, Egypt, Jordan, and Iraq. That ended as Israel and Syria, they accepted a U.N mediated ceasefire. Today in 1977, James Earl Ray, remember him, the convicted assassin of civil rights leader Martin Luther King Jr.? He escaped from Brushy Mountain State Prison in Tennessee, along with six other guys. They weren't out very long. They were out three days. They recaptured him on June 13. One year ago today, President Donald Trump said his administration would, quote, not even consider changing the name of any of the 10 army bases that were named for Confederate Army officers. Boy, we live in unstable times. I don't have to tell you that. I think most everyone recognizes that. People react to our unstable times, the unstability of our times in different ways. But the Bible speaks so much to stability. Jesus told the story of the man that's using it as an illustration, a parable, is the man who built his house on the sand versus the man who built his house on the rock. The storms came. The one on the sand, of course, as we know, fell flat, and the one on the rock stood. This is a theme that's woven through Scripture, and we find it in both the Old and the New Testament because humanity tends to create unstable times, and perhaps in more modern history, there has not been a more unstable time for a whole bunch of reasons than we find today in the world and 
particularly in our country today. I was thinking, and I I quote this just randomly from time to time because it's so it's on my mind all the time. But Jesus said, it's in Matthew 24, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But I was thinking back in Isaiah's time. He sensed the instability of his time and what was going on in the culture in his time. He wrote in Isaiah chapter 40, the, the grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Interesting. I was reading in Psalm 40 this morning, about an hour or so ago, and I read this verse. I know the verse, so do you, but let me share it with you. It's Psalm, Psalm chapter 40, verse, verse 2. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. And the psalmist said in 46.1, I believe it's the first verse, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. No matter what happens in our culture today, there is stability. But that stability is only found in the, in the whole concept of Christianity, of biblical teaching, and particularly for those of us who have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Outside of that, it is chaotic, unpredictable, and it's driving people to anxiety. In fact, fearfulness that threatens their health. Their hearts are failing them for fear in many cases. It's interesting how people respond to these different kinds of instability in our world, in our culture today. Governor Inslee announced this week that Washington State will do almost anything to get a needle in people's arms, including giving them a free marijuana joint. The governor is calling it joints for jabs. You probably, if you live in Washington State, you've heard about it. Those of you listening elsewhere, it's, I mean, other states are doing similar things. But he's touting with a smile. He said it three times this week so far that I know of. He said, we're the first state to do something like incenting people to get a shot. Joints for jabs. <laughs> this comes on the heels of trying to persuade people to get the COVID shot by giving them money and other stuff like free sports tickets and one thing or another. Inslee is just enthused. He's beside himself about it. But his... <laughs> His moment is fading because Como News out of Seattle just about an hour ago put out a news story that says this whole program is falling flat and they tell you why. I was already prepared to talk a little bit about that this morning about why this thing won't work. But I have a different point of view than they, but it's the same conclusion. Washington State Senator Phil uh, Fortunato, he says Inslee's plan is idiotic, <laughs> and Representative Jesse Young is a little more restrained, but he said, I have deep concerns about this. Well, they do, and their concerns need to be heard, and they are being heard. I want to give you a few thoughts today about giving people pot if they'll get a shot, a shot they apparently didn't want until they could get a free joint to smoke well, they got it, but there's a problem with that, too, because now maybe they can't 
get the shot where they smoke the pot. It's getting real confused. I'll tell you what's going on in a minute. We'll come back to that. But I will tell you, if Ronna McDaniel, she's the um, she's the chairwoman of the Republican National Committee, the RNC. If she was looking for a way to end her party's record-breaking fundraising and a turnaround that we're seeing in the Republican Party today, she nailed it. Right now, there are a few things that this chairwoman, this Ronna McDaniel, she's Mitt Romney's niece, and she's the chairman of the Republican National Committee, that she could have done that would have been more tone-deaf, more stupid than what she's done. I want to talk to you just for a few minutes about that. You need to know about this because it has real consequences about many of us because many Christians, biblical Christians, are Republicans. I know there's the left-wing aspect of the evangelical community who support Biden and Hillary Clinton and all that. I That's another talk for another day, but I, I cannot for the life of me figure out how these people square that up, how they can vote for a, for a Kamala Harris, a Joe... Joe Biden, a Barack Obama, a Hillary Clinton, and say, oh, I love the Lord, and yes, I want to see our culture follow his word and all that. I mean, I don't know how they put all that together, but they do. But for the most part, evangelical, biblical Christians are tend to be Republicans because the Republican Party tends to be closer to what we believe. And so with that backdrop in mind, I want to share some thoughts with you, and I'm going to be quoting two people. I'm very careful in what we write and publish and what I say on this program. I quote a lot of people because we do a lot of talking every week, and I don't have a vast staff of research people writing script for me. I um, um, will leave it at that. uh, If our our committee, if our group, our, our writers are too big, it's because I eat too much ice cream or something because I do it mostly myself with a few, with input from a few. But um, anyway, I want to, I'm very careful to, to credit people I quote because I think that's extremely important and it's the right thing to do. But I, I don't for any moment want to suggest that everything is original that I say. That's why we do that. And that's why we always link the stories in the articles that we write on our faithandfreedom.us. We write an article every day that's published. So I'm going to be quoting some in and out of some of what um, Tony Perkins said yesterday afternoon. And I'm going to be quoting some of what uh, Arthur Schapper says. He's with Mass Resistance in Massachusetts. It's a very uh, uh, activist organization, very conservative. It's for the most part, biblically based, I kind of follow what they're doing because they're very active and um, they're very much in touch with what's going on in the country, but particularly in the East. And so I kind of pay attention to them along with dozens of other organizations. So I'm going to be quoting from some of what they said, and I don't want to be in and out of the quote. So I'm telling you in advance, part of what I'm about to say is coming from them. But I want to share this with you because you need to know about it. A handful of days into this rainbow deluge that we've been talking about on this program recently, the air of the LGBTQ pride is so suffocating that people can choke. It's plastered across social media, corporate logos, cereal boxes, 
Even big box stores. I mentioned Target the other day. Someone mentioned that to me in an email that I shared with you on the program. All of the stores seem to be bending over backward, no pun intended, to try to satisfy these people. They have taken control of this country and this and this culture. The San Francisco Giants game, you can't go to a baseball game there now. Are the Mariners next? I don't know. You can't go to a baseball game there without looking at their uniforms. They're now rainbow uniforms all month to celebrate homosexuality. It wasn't the smartest thing for the Republican National Committee chairwoman, Ronna McDaniel. As I said, she's Mitt Romney's niece. But she's been pretty straightforward while she's had this job. But, man, she went off the rails today. I assume she's a Mormon. I don't know that for sure, but she probably is. I think most of the Romney family are Mormons. They're pretty embedded in that church and have a history in the church. But um, I know the church, the Mormon church, has taken a kind of a revised position on the LGBTQ movement, which surprised me. And I mentioned that here a couple of months ago because I've worked with some of the Mormon leaders in Washington State in regards to when we were fighting to preserve marriage, and they were all in, and they were not in favor of the LGBTQ um, agenda. And so in that respect, we worked with them over a period of time, and I, I appreciated where they were coming from on that issue. And so I assume that Ron is probably a Mormon, and maybe the shift that the church has made has somehow affected her thinking. I don't know that, but I'm just suggesting it could be. But it certainly wasn't the smartest thing that she could do when she put out this tweet. She went to her Twitter account this, this, this week, and she said, Happy Pride Month. The GOP is proud to have doubled our LGBTQ support over the last four years, and we will continue to grow our big tent by supporting measures that promote fairness and balance protections of LGBTQ Americans and those with deeply held religious beliefs. If McDaniel was looking for a way to end her party's any kind of dominance or expectation of winning an election, boy, she nailed it on that one. Right now, there are few things that she or any other Republican could have said that would have been more tone-deaf and more offensive to more people who consider themselves Republicans. I don't know what's the matter with her. I don't know what she was thinking. In the case, RNC hasn't noticed. There's a red, there's a wave of red states that are in line trying to cut off this same gender extremism that the RNC is intent on supporting, apparently. I'm talking about the Republican Party, the chairman. Most Americans, and that includes a good number of Democrats, are sick and tired of this transgender assault. They're sick and tired of going to the grocery store, the big box store, the baseball game, or whatever, and having it pushed in your face. It's pathetic. I know I'm sick of it. They're tired of being force-fed radicalism that denies reality. I mean, this thing has gotten to the point where are we, are we still thinking people in America? They, with a straight face, they stand in front of classrooms and courtrooms and boardrooms. And they say, yes, this little boy is a girl. And something deep inside of us says, no, he isn't. They go, yes, he is. Oh, okay. 
That's where America is today. You talk about unstable times. This is what's happening in our country today. From blues coups to Fruit Loops. They're not sitting at home celebrating the moment that's robbed us our girls' sports, children's privacy, women's rights, free speech. The LGBTQ is not sprinting to become part of the Republican Party. What's the matter with her? I don't know. Maybe she had a, a lapse. Maybe she needs help. Maybe she needs a vacation. I don't know. But I will tell you, what's even more confounding about McDaniel's tweet is that the other side is on the run. They're starting to back off now because they've pushed it way too far and they know it. I'm not the only one that's upset about this. I'm sick and tired of them attacking our children. We need to call it what it is. It's child abuse. It's wrong and it needs to be corrected. And there are other people that are standing up with louder voices than I have that are saying the same thing. And God bless them. This isn't God's intention and it's not most of our intentions certainly those of us who identify with the Republican Party. It's unbelievable. I mean, that people can, with a straight face, push this agenda. But they do. The President of the United States does. His eyes are not clear, but his mouth keeps saying the words. Yeah, the, the flower is withering. It's amazing just at a time when conservatives have been able to get the attention of Coca-Cola, the NCAA, and others, and say, wait a minute, do you guys realize what you're doing and what you're saying? Do you realize that you're alienated? Most of American families who have girls that want to play, you know, ping pong or whatever, baseball or whatever, softball or whatever, they're beginning to go, yeah, maybe we shouldn't be doing this. Coca-Cola had backed off a little bit. And then the chairman of the Republican Party comes out and says, man, we're making progress. We're just celebrating Pride Month. And the Pride people are laughing. They're mocking her and every Republican, saying, boy, these people are desperate. They don't believe in what they say they believe in. They don't believe in their platform. McDaniel is even suggesting that there's even such a thing as an LGBT compromise in the culture, that maybe the Republicans will lay aside some of their deeply held feelings about human sexuality that is biblical. Oh, no. Maybe they'll lay that aside. Well, maybe she has and maybe her church has, but I haven't. And millions of others, I think, many of whom are listening to this program today, some are are not agreeing with me. I'm aware of, believe me, I'm aware. But I think millions of Americans agree. This is the stupidest thing that I've seen the Republican Party do in a long, long time. Yes, I'm a Republican. But I think we need to revise. I'm not suggesting you run out and vote for a candidate that can never win. I, I'm not in that part. I know I have friends and we have supporters of this ministry that feel that way and they, they vote for uh, certain candidates in certain elections that really don't have a chance to win. And I understand the frustration. I do. But I have not been able to do that with my vote. I feel I'm accountable to God for the way I vote. I think we all are. To whom much is given, much is required. I have voted Republican when I, when I could. And if I couldn't, I didn't vote 
for a candidate that I knew could not statistically just couldn't win. I mean, couldn't, couldn't even come close. So most of us probably respond the same way at elections that are conservatives and Christians. But she's suggesting that there's perhaps a compromise here. The left isn't interested in coexistence. The LGBTQ people are not interested in even civility. They go in and they split churches. If you don't believe me, look at the Methodist Church, the United Methodist Church. It's not united anymore. They're in the process of splitting one of the large, not the largest, but one of the largest Protestant denominations in the world over this issue. There's no compromise. You can't compromise and say, well, that's okay. If you want to live a, a, a lifestyle that you have chosen, you're not born that way. If you want to live that lifestyle, then that's up to you. But we're not going to endorse and affirm it because we can't. Because God says that's wrong. He says murder is wrong. He says a lot of things are wrong because it's destructive. So we can't, we can't do that. But she's suggesting that there's somehow a compromise between conservative Republicans and the LGBTQ movement, and they're laughing. They can hardly get their breath. Instead of jeopardizing care for everyone else, she's advancing their cause by making a fool of herself. She needs to be fired today. What I would suggest to you that is that you look at in your giving, I know I am. I don't give a lot of money to politics. I, there, I don't have a reason to. Marjorie and I give a lot of money, as, I mean, relative to what we have, which isn't much, but to ministry, including this ministry. We do support this, this ministry, but we support other ministries, missions and so on, that are able to help people and particularly to preach the gospel to people and share the good news with those who have not heard the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But in your giving, if you give to political causes, boy, I would carefully consider not giving to the RNC right now. Give to the Republicans that are doing the right thing, that you know in your heart are doing the right thing, that are standing for, one, the platform of the Republican Party, for goodness sakes. But secondly, that are standing, and more so, for biblical truth and biblical teaching and biblical uh, principles. Because a lot of them aren't. The leadership revealed that in this stupid act that she did in front of the world and in front of the nation. So until the RNC gets its act together, and in my view, that would be getting rid of her immediately. Oh, she's done a great job. She's a good organizer. She works day and night. She's got some kids that she says, you know, she she meets him in the, in the middle of the night as they go to the bathroom or something. She made a statement one day. Oh, she's committed and she works hard. But this isn't where we're going. I'm not going to support it. I'll guarantee you that. So until the RNC makes them make some repairs here and goes a different direction. I wouldn't I wouldn't send them a dime if you do support them. I would choose politicians who represent what you really believe and support them. The more local they are, the more you can know about them, although they say one thing often at home and then they go to Olympia, Salem, Boise, wherever. 
Phoenix and they say something else. But nonetheless, that's the best we can do. But I, I would be very careful with this. There's much more that I could say about this, but I just wanted to get that off my chest because you need to know about that. I could go on and on and on about this today. I It's one of the most bizarre things I've seen come out of the Republican Party in recent years. Why in the world she did that is beyond me. And I and again, man, I'm not the only one. I quoted a couple of lines from Perkins and a couple from Shopper today and, and others. But for the most part, what I shared was my own thoughts. But man, I'm telling you, it, it is, um, I don't know, it's bizarre. Anyway, um, thank you for your support of this ministry, which gives us a platform to do what we do every day. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Or you can go to our website and contribute. It's faithandfreedom.us. This great big giveaway that um, Jay Inslee in Washington State has done, he announced last week, is, according to Como News this morning, falling flat. Falling flat. It's not working. There's a whole bunch of reasons why it's not working, but the main reason that it's not working is because federally, pot is still illegal. In the state and other states, Arizona and Colorado, there's a bunch of states where it is legal, but, I mean, they've legalized it in the state. So... But federally, it's still illegal, and people are working feverishly to get that changed, and I suppose they will at some point. But this whole thing was just ill-conceived because it's not based on the realities of life itself. So Inslee was looking for, you know, another moment in the sun. I mean, the climate thing isn't working out too well for him. He certainly didn't get him elected as president. He ran on the on the climate issues and so on. So he got a hold of this, and he, he said he's been enthused about it all week. Well, it's miserably failing. Fortunano, he was on to it immediately, state uh, legislator. He said, I don't know where the heck he got the authorization to give out free joints. But he said, we didn't give it to him, speaking about the state legislature. He says the state's moving further and further away from its original reason to encourage vaccinations. He said it's just uh, idiotic. He said, I think it's idiotic. We're moving away from the medical reason to do this, and now we can win a lottery. We can win a million dollars. You can get free booze. You can get free weed. You can get all this free stuff. He said, what's going on here? And he calls this program more evidence of government overreach, which is exactly what it is. So it's not working out because what has happened here, and, and um, Como News pretty much mailed it. I wrote a whole story on that today, and we published it, so you can read it at faithandfreedom.us with links to the sources. Uh, but uh, Como News pretty much nailed this today. They they said it's falling flat because they, they the, the cannabis people were supposed to give the shots, set up the, the deal in the, in the cannabis uh, shop, wherever it happens to be in whatever town in Washington State. Well, th- now they, they found out that they can't get the shots, they can't get the federal funding, to do what they are supposed to do in their clinic. So nobody's doing it in their, uh, they're not turning their pot shop into a clinic. Spokane Regional Health District said this morning on on Como, they said, uh, we have an answer. If they ask us, we would not be able to provide vaccine uh, because of concerns about federal funding. 
That's the bottom line. So the vaccine isn't available. The joints of the pot is available. That's where we are today. And that's why I started by saying things are unstable. Thanks for being with me. I'll see you tomorrow.